Live once again every Tuesday at 8. It's time for another exciting edition of the MCW cast. I've returned MCW legacy announcer Larry Legend. Glad to have you back, Larry. I'm Tara. And, and I am Deacon Storm. That's I, right, joining us again. Yeah, I just didn't want to step on anyone. That's why there was like that weird one second of awkward silence. Hmm. There is okay. no stepping of anyone's microphone in the MCW cast studio, my friend. Hey. Um, and I heard last week you guys mm-hmm. had a great guest to join us right here in the studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We had uh, Dante Caballero, former MCW heavyweight champion, former MCW race television champion, former MCW tag team champion, mm-hmm. currently a part of or working with Ring of Honor. Just saw him on TV this past week. So, yeah. Yeah, and he'll be returning to MCW, of course. We are just one week away from our return to live events on July 24th, right here in Joppa, Maryland. What was that, Brian? I said, I'm so excited. I can tell you're just exuding enthusiasm. Very. Oh, now, there we go. We got excited eyes. You're beaming. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, make sure you go to mcwprowrestling.com or to our ticket outlet locally at Hideaway Collectibles on Hollabird Avenue in Dundalk, Maryland. You can stop there. Their hours are posted on their website and their Facebook page. But not only do they have the biggest selection of collectibles, including lots of hard-to-find um, Funko Pops, merchandise, uh, wrestling merchandise, memorabilia, autographs, but they are also an authorized MCW ticket outlet. There we go. Boy, that was a mouthful. That was. <laughs> <laughs> and you got it all out in one breath. Impressive. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Letting those ring announcing skills come right here to the forefront, right here on the MCW cast. And just a reminder, as always, we want you to like, join in on the conversation, comment, and subscribe to all of the outlets that carry the MCW cast. Right. You can check out the video production on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And you can listen to it in podcast format on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and CastBox. Wow. That's indeed. That, indeed. You got all that out in one I breath, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit so, you more know, controlled. Last week, I was here, uh, like I said. with First Dante time. Caballero. Yeah, it was my first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, say, um, you know they say you never forget your first time. That's true. I never do. And it was so good. I finished early, right? It's crazy. Man, you came so, back yeah. for more. <laughs> you do that a lot. I mean, it takes a little bit to get used to it. So I did repeat <laughs> I did repeat it last week, it but for our listeners who are just joining us, Deacon Storm here is one half of our commentating team. Kaboom. And last week, the other half was our um, fill-in co-host, Brent Tearing. So it was nice to have our um, commentators out here front and center that we don't normally uh, see on camera. So anyway... Thank you very much Thank for that. Thank you for Get, joining getting us Getting some back. notice. I like it. I like it. See Just a little. Don't let it go to your head because, like, the studio's not that big. Have so, you seen the size of this head already? That's why I'm giving you the warning. It is, <laughs> it is a massive dome. Uh, but you know what? We, we, like, we like special guests, whether they be our guests for the episode of the cast or mm-hmm. uh, guest uh, co-hosts like Deacon and Brent. Uh, right. The more the merrier, I say. We miss you, Dan. Looking forward to having you right back here in the studio. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, we want to also take a moment out just to thank all of our coffee club members. Mm-hmm. You know that one of the ways that you can subscribe and uh, show support uh, for the MCW cast is to 
Uh, become a Coffee Club member, as the eloquent Danny Mays reminds all of our fans each and every week right here on the MCW cast. Oh, yeah. Taylor, do we have any new Coffee Club uh, members? or uh, We don't have any new ones, but uh, we have kept our uh, our ongoing ones, and they have been submitting questions to us. So, you know, at the end of our, our show, we put it out there to allow people to ask our guests questions. Right. And if you want that insider access, then all you have to do is be one of our monthly recurring supporters at buymeacoffee.com and then you too will get insider access to ask the guests that we bring in and you just never know who we are going to bring in well i mean so. i'm more of a nice latte person myself so please stick around it is hot so join in uh, yeah it's really hot in here right now so iced coffee yeah yeah, I we like had that. had a couple different uh, variations of iced cold mm -hmm. brew um, a few weeks back, and yeah. we want to have some more right here on the table. So, yeah, thank you to all of our current Coffee Club members. Mm -hmm. And, again, early access to ask whoever the guest is going to be okay. some questions that maybe you, you have in your heart's desire to have answered. Have it done live right here on the MCW cast by becoming a Coffee Club member. That's right. right. Um, we didn't talk about the Flashback Friday episode yet. One of my favorite so Parts of every Friday is the Flashback Friday from well, CW Pro. This one is just a little flashback. Okay. So we're only flashing back to 2020, to the last show before everything in Joppa, before everything shut down. So we're going to go back to uh, Joppa Anniversary 2020, and it is Kakoa versus Rhett Titus for the MCW Heavyweight Championship. That was a good match. I was there mm -hmm. that night, and the place was on fire, which it is was. good. Like, I really do wish we had one more Joppa show before everything shut down because that, that night the roof was completely blown off. That's right. Well, yep. if the place was on fire, I hope Danny Mays reminded all the fans about the fire exit. <laughs> they needed you. Yeah. <laughs> He's usually good about that. So this is just building our anticipation to our return to live events here in Joppa, which, like I said, is going to be uh, July 24th, so we are almost there. So if you haven't got your tickets, I know Ringside has sold out. I believe we might have some third rows left, but yeah, get your tickets. Yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the matter at hand, yeah. our episode that we're joining you for right now, this Tuesday at 8, and our special guest. I'm pleased to have on the cast to talk to all of us and you, the fans, former MCW Women's Champ, the lovely Amber Rodriguez. That's real nice. It's been a minute since we've seen her here in this building. So, And, uh, you know, her name's come up on several podcasts that we've done already. Oh, yeah. Her name has come up. And uh, so one of our fans, actually one of our early Coffee Club questions, actually pertained to Amber and wondering when she would be returning to MCW. So Ooh. we do have her in studio. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll find out if she's on her way back, what's going on, and uh, with the former MCW Women's Champion. All right, everybody, welcome back to the MCW cast. I am Deacon Storm, Larry Legend, Tara, right next to me, and our first guest tonight, our only guest, excuse me, see, I screwed it up. Thanks, Tara. Amber Rodriguez, former MCW women's champion. Hi, so How's nice going? to be here. Yeah, and not just were you the former MCW women's champion, we, sh we would be remiss in not saying that you were also the former COO of Ooh. Black Wall Street. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. ma'am. That's right. This is one of our most powerful factions that we've ever had in MCW. And uh, we've had them as guests in the studio as well. And now you're here. It would be great if we had everybody in here, it would though. Be, it would be, be, be extremely hot. But I got to say, whenever they announce Black Wall Street, it's always from where the money is. And I have a feeling, I think we finally figured out where it is, where it's coming from. <laughs> COO right here. Right. Well, CEO, COO is a very important job. And, uh, you know, you, you certainly took your team to 
win all the championships. I think at one point in time, yeah. Black Wall Street had every belt. Clean sweep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. now did, did Drolix win, because I, I wasn't here yet, did Drolix win the Shamrock Cup while you were still, yes. like, where you went? So mm -hmm. that's all, that's it? They had them all. all. Yeah, they I don't a know. Grand Slam. I yeah. don't know that we've ever had a faction in MCW do that before. I mean, I know I was with TQM for a long time, and we had a lot of the belts, but we didn't have a women's championship back then. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I have to go back and remember. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> so, so yeah, all so, right. So yeah, I, I'll get into it. So uh, Amber, yeah. you know, we, we wanted to research your your background. Like, how did you get to this point? Not like literally where you're sitting now <laughs> but i meant like with mcw like how like in wrestling professional wrestling in general like how did you get there how did i get into wrestling yes um so i started when i was 15 16 um over at gilberg's uh, i started with my crazy brother chuck lennox over there mm. and um you know once they shut down we lateraled over to here so i mean i've always been a fan of wrestling like i've always been uh test driven on moves from my brothers and stuff like that <laughs> so um i was always into it um growing up i loved uh mickey james i have oh, to yeah. say mm -hmm. i have to give her flowers um jazz lita um all the greats mm -hmm. um you can't say lita not say trish right. um and so yeah at uh or my sophomore year in high school started living my dream <laughs> yeah. now did you know that you always wanted to be a wrestler or you yes. just liked it yeah okay. like i i never wanted to be like a doctor a lawyer or uh an active duty military member <laughs> or an esthetician <laughs> or uh an owner of a skincare line but you know life throws things at you and mm -hmm. you roll with it and i'm blessed i'm blessed now you mentioned that um your crazy brother chuck lennox for yeah. those of us that are unaware um, you and Chuck Lennox are, are blood relatives? Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. So you grew up together, yes. both, uh, I guess, uh, you know, being really big wrestling fans and yes. probably practicing moves on one another and oh, yeah. doing matches and all that, <laughs> yeah. that Wait, kind of stuff. Were you the only girl in a house full of brothers? Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have two best friends that I call my sisters, and, you know, eventually I started picking on them. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, 15, 16 is around the uh, earlier end of the spectrum for getting involved in the business. And, yeah, yeah Gilbergs is where you landed. How did mm -hmm. how did you and Chucky end up uh, doing that? Did, was that a, a joint thing? You both went down there and signed up to check it out, or did he start yeah. before you? Okay. Yeah, Um, he did start before me, and then I, you know, eventually followed his footsteps. Because, I mean, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, my God, like, I have to do this, you know, like yeah it was just it was no question about it um my parents however weren't so enthused about it but they eventually came around i was just gonna ask that mm -hmm. yeah. like whose parents are though like, <laughs> it, it never really I goes mean, well for any of us usually you meet someone <laughs> whose parents are like yeah that's great go yeah. be a wrestler and then you know other times unless your parent is a wrestler then i feel like they'd be more understanding oh yeah right mm -hmm. right yeah. Yeah, that is very true. I know um, people would ask me, oh, are you going to let your, your kids be wrestlers? And I was like, well, why wouldn't I? I mean, like, I can't yeah. tell them no. Wouldn't that be kind of hypocritical? I mean, I always say about my daughter, as long as it doesn't involve street corner, hey, do what you can do. <laughs> right? I like that. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. if it's legal and you like it, okay. <laughs> so let me ask you, a lot of the times when we have guests on the show, we talk about their early days of training and uh, truly, if there was kind of like a class photo, uh, some of the other folks that have gone on to do great things in the world of professional wrestling, who were some of the people that were involved in Gilbert's school when you first joined besides Chuck? Oh, so many. Um, Jessica, or Jessica Carr, um, mm -hmm. Casey Lennox. Um, the three of us actually started together. Uh, oh, wow. We were in the same class. So 
it's crazy like how life goes you know um who else he used to go by Desmond Xavier. Mm. Yeah. You know, I was thinking yeah. that I was going to be kind of unearthing that. But mm -hmm. again, yeah. we see that you were surrounded by a lot of like very vibrant energies. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know uh, Des Desmond Xavier. I guess, what is he, Nash Wesley? I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah, I don't think that's something. <laughs> I know he's an NXT. I, what happened to the NXT Tag Team Champions? And that that's right. something you can hang your hat up on about. But a lot of people don't know that his origins before he went out there to Ohio started right here in Maryland. Mm -hmm. So, um. He's kind of an MCW alum that I always say is kind of like pushed to the the back of the line. But yeah, it's, um, he's done some great things. And and those other names that you mentioned, Casey Lennox still grinding. I just saw her doing some work with MLW. I just yeah. wrestled her um, two, three weeks ago. Oh, wow. Over in uh, Mississippi. So, yeah, right. she looks great. Wow, doing the old Mississippi line, oh, that yeah. old tour down in the oh, yeah. down in the Mississippi. I never made it. The yeah, yeah, I haven't made it yet, but uh, it's on it's on the uh, bucket list. Uh, wow, that's that's amazing that you came up with those those individuals. So, what was it like when you first got there? Did you kind of have the inside intel from Chucky, or were was it was it a little intimidating? Um, because I was I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I got a bunch of really adults. Young. Like, it was a little intimidating, but um, Earl and Rich, uh, they were the best trainers anybody could ever ask for. And I am so proud and honored to even say that, you know, mm -hmm. that they trained me because um, they were very patient. And yeah. it was yeah. like having two dads like, in the <laughs> ring with you. Like, you know, they were they were very patient. Um, but at the same time, it's like, don't get on their bad side, you know? Mm -hmm. So right. it, it was great. And, you know, to have people that you can, you know, continue to call on like throughout your career, you know, like, Hey, is this a dumb idea? You yeah. know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. um, to just kind of lean on for support. It's, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, to answer your question at first, it was a little intimidating, but, um, you know, it, of course I warmed up having, you know, such great people around like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had uh, the Holy Rollers, Earl and Rich, mm -hmm. uh, as guests here several, well, a couple months ago now. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, one of our most popular episodes <laughs> ever. You know, people really were interested in what they had to say. And, of course, their, um, you know, cumulative experience and the, just the, uh, you know, things that they've done and what they're able to pass on. So, yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, it's two of the great minds from uh, mm -hmm. Maryland Wrestling. I actually uh, went eventually... Dan and Mark and Jeff decided, Larry, you're going to have to start taking a few bumps uh, to, give the, to give the crowd their, their uh, comeuppance. Mm -hmm. um, I, I spent a lot of the time working with specifically Earl and Rich. So I, I know exactly what you mean about just the patience that they have mm -hmm. with uh, teaching you the way to bump off of a drop kick or, uh, you know, the, the, the surprise of, of whatever have you that can happen in the squared circle. So, yeah, that, it those takes are... a lot. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Um, it takes a lot of patience. Uh, I've been helping out at um, the Elevate Pro Performance Center out in uh, Chalmette, Louisiana. And um, it takes a lot of patience, you know, to really understand or kind of stoop down to someone's level like remember where you were where you had to do something mm -hmm. over and over and over until you got it right and just having that patience and knowing eventually they're going to get it right. you know yeah so yeah time good hope there um, yeah, yeah time, well you know repetition works deacon it does, it does. you know repetition works deacon it does. <laughs> yeah. so, i see what you did there yeah yeah so all those uh drop down know. drop down leapfrogs you know I can, I can uh repetition a million hip tosses and everyone will be crooked like that's just the way that it'll be <laughs> okay so repetition yes but I, i'm gonna tell you there are things that i'm never going to we're well, not gonna to get do. everything like, I, rem I remember your crooked I hip know. tosses 
Jameson. <laughs> I remember it never changed. I don't ever. Know who, I don't know who it was. If it was Nick Tarantino or somebody, Chad Austin, maybe they said, um, you know, like when you when you when you post up, just sort of like you're diving, like put your head straight up and your body will follow. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. My, mine went a different direction. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to get that once you once you go head over heels. It's like everything just kind of goes. Yeah, up and the, the crazy thing is, I could do a flip bump perfectly straight. You know, like yeah, the opposite. And I've seen that before. Really? I'm yeah, the opposite. Yeah. See? And I yeah. no problem. You put that other body next to mine where I have to like post, and all of a sudden I'm like sideways. I, I can every make a single time. With no problem. <laughs> but my flip bumps are crooked. Hmm. See. Interesting. It is. It, it is really interesting. Yeah. So, well, our mind plays different tricks on us. Like when we cross our body, like if you reach across to something, um, there are just different kinds of things that prevent some people from doing well, that. Well, that's the thing. I yeah. landed on my neck one time oh, no. when that's I was like 16. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that mental aspect. Okay. This person's right here mm -hmm. guiding me over. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, it only takes one. So I know I've been dropped on my head and, a lot. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, Jazz, Trish, um, Lita, Mickey. So who was it that really like when you were because when you started watching wrestling, like who was it that first captivated you that made you go, you know, what? I think I might want to give this a shot. Well, first it was Shawn Michaels. OK. It was Shawn Michaels. I I wanted to be like Shawn Michaels. Like he was just so um, just captivating everything he does, even his entrance entrance. And the biggest thing for me, because I, I grew up in a Christian household. So watching him um, find his faith and bring that into his persona and show that, hey, you can still do this on this large platform and still keep your faith and not lose who you are. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so that was very inspiring. Even being even at that age, it was inspiring. So you were kind of influenced by um, post back injury return <laughs> 2001 HBK mm -hmm. when he came back and had the street mm -hmm. fight with Triple H at that SummerSlam. Yes, okay. that's actually one of my favorite matches. That is um, yeah. one of the best matches from the 2000s, yeah. I dare say. Um, okay, yeah. I was really impacted by Shawn Michaels as well, but more the cocaine-fueled, yeah. uh, <laughs> treacherous, pill-popping uh, playboy that kind yeah. of you could tell was lurking behind him mm -hmm. right. when he lost his smile and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. um, that was the one who kind of gripped me into it. But that's a that is a hell of a a, a model to kind of like hook you into the business. Yeah. And a lot of people are like you and I that were influenced by uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels. But, but, HBK. But I feel like he never really lost that. Like once he did, you know, turn into like he he brought his faith full circle. His his character and persona didn't necessarily change and that's what all. i love about it like yeah. he's still you know what i mean i'm still me you know just a little cleaner you i just, know I I just mean? love the lord right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i mean it's a little bit different than the gyrating that he used to do Remember, oh yeah there were a lot of yeah okay. that's why i said Michael's, a little bit you know, cleaner yeah. Yeah. well As you know and that whole like straight edge thing kind of became like i guess trendy or a Vogue. thing acceptable oh, yeah. you oh, know I what remember. i mean and, and I that was you know, I, I think there was the kind of misconception that every wrestler partied or every wrestler did steroids or every, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And um, this was a time when you could be more who you were and you didn't yeah. have to do those things, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's and, refreshing. And people yeah. need that positivity and they need to see that positive role model, especially kids, you know sure. what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, so more parents will encourage their children yeah. to go into wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Honestly, I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you think that those the role models that your kids are looking up to are doing bad things, you're certainly not going to encourage them but yeah i yeah. think it's a it is very important that you're having good role models that 
represent a whole wide range of personas and backgrounds and interests and yeah. things like that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Even, um, you know, the change that I went through uh, the first time around that I was wrestling, um, I was doing it just because I loved it. I just want to be a wrestler. It's just what I want to do. Now I live to inspire, especially after becoming a mother. Mm-hmm. I live to inspire. Like I always uh, pray before my matches if I could reach at least one one person, even if it's one other little girl or little me out there, you know what I mean, that can see um, someone doing, you know, something on such a large platform and, you know, reaching people in a positive way, you know. So it's it's just something I love to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, real quick, um, you mentioned uh, – almost injuring yourself around 16 and I think you yeah. said around 15 16 is when you got involved when you signed up that seems to be on the younger uh mm-hmm. you know side of uh, a, a new student that has to sign a waiver yeah. about um you know liability and all of that good stuff the minimum yeah okay oh. were you the, so were you the youngest in your class mm-hmm. or oh, wow so what was that like just being around um, you know it was awkward at times because it's like you can't really relate like they weren't really like I don't say I don't want to say they weren't my peers, but you know there was such an age gap to where it's like, um, you know I'm worried about like I don't know some dude at school and then it's <laughs> you like you're, you're training at night and you got to get up early and go to high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's like it, it yeah. like wrestling was what we all kind of had in common, mm-hmm. you know. So. That's problem? the thing that's so neat about wrestling is that you have friends that you would not encounter in mm-hmm. the real world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you, yeah. you mm-hmm. really do. You meet all kinds of people and everybody just kind of seems to accept each other. You all have something in common and it doesn't seem to matter age or where you're from or any of that stuff, you know? Yeah, I compare wrestling to military a lot because it's kind of like, like some of the people I work with, I'm like, I would not like. Ever. <laughs> yeah, like I'd never associate <laughs> yeah. with I people mean, in yeah. real life. I mean, and, oh I, and I would be trying. I'd spend my life. <laughs> That'd be my last work. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just funny how it's that same kind of thing. Like we all come from all aspects of life, all areas of the world, mm-hmm. and you know this is our common denominator, and this is what we have to you know relate to each other with. That so. uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Right on. Well, I have a question. Um, so you you started training. You know, it was kind of intimidating to first start after your brother, and then you kind of assimilated into the wrestling way of life. Around what time did you kind of start getting nudge that we're about to put you on shows or i don't know how gilberg school runs were there birthday parties was that your first uh when was your first foray into actually competing in front of a crowd is what i'm trying to get at foray so, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna use that no so um when i was 18 like i had to wait until i was 18 to wrestle in a lot of states especially um, this one yeah yeah <laughs> i the thing. took my first uh, my first match ever i was 17 it was my first booking i'll never forget it was against primetime amy lee oh wow oh, oh, yeah. okay. so yes. what a first match oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'll never forget that that was no. uh, my first match ever and then i had to wait um on a lot of bookings until i was 18 mm-hmm. but because i had been training for so long already when I did take those bookings it was like you know people would like I don't know not sound cocky or anything but people would see me work and it's like you know I I've been training for this long like I I'm starting to know what I'm doing a little bit mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the light bulbs coming on so um I just remember you know just staying humble and I don't want I I knew I didn't want people to have that negative connotation like oh she's a kid she's clueless she you know, or has a bad attitude or just thinks this is just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of younger people kind of have that like stereotype almost. Right. So I remember just, you know, 
really making sure I was checking myself and checking my attitude at the door. So. Well, a big part of that, too, is a lot of uh, younger, especially like not too many people get to have like a full year of training without mm-hmm. getting put on shows because we all see it nowadays when people <laughs> will walk into a school and within three two days. Months, right. Yeah, they, yeah, three days. And it's like, whoa, okay. And that, on. that's what I was going to say that it kind of coming in at 16, knowing that in, at least in this state anyway, and like you said, several others, you've got two years before you're ever going to be on a show. So that kind of takes that pressure off. So you're not coming in going, when am I going to be on a show? When am I going to be on a show? Yeah. Like, you know, you have yeah. two years. It's like an apprenticeship. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, you don't get that job till you're done. So yeah. like, and we've had, you know, we train 16 year olds here and we've had several come through and, you know, they really take that two years. They can take that two years to, first of all, make sure that that's what they really want. But they yeah. they can work on their character development without the pressure of, oh, my God, I have to be in front mm-hmm. of a show. You know what I mean? It's like, so, how bad do you want it? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? How how much are you willing to stay committed to keep coming to training every week? Knowing and you're not going to get booked. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For a while. So, <laughs> and exactly. while you're in school, too. Yeah. And yeah. while you're in school and managing everything and got after school programs and stuff like I can go on for days. But like, <laughs> I can imagine you like getting that. up early in the morning for school and like everything hurts. And you're like, you know, you mm-hmm. go to your little, you know, your desk attached to the chair thing. And, you know, you're, you're trying to sit down gingerly. Like, yeah. I remember those early days of training. Like yeah. just the bruises from hitting the ropes and stuff like you know females just don't hit the ropes in so the same is, position <laughs> so not to cut you off but this, is, this is a true story like one day one of my teachers pulled me aside and was like hey is everything okay at home oh, oh no, no. Oh. did you have bruises because, yeah <laughs> yeah they're being beaten <laughs> oh no i was like no no i'm fine she's like are you sure yeah. <laughs> because like no one will know it's, it's just just stay here i'm like no it's fine I'm, I'm training to be a, a wrestler she's like oh you're on the wrestling team i was like no <laughs> like like a pro wrestler like wwe and stuff she's like what yeah right <laughs> and so that was a whole nother thing <laughs> oh yeah i can imagine oh my wow what a well, comedy of errors that is you know you're training and you get the rope burns you know how it is when you first oh, yes, oh, the, yeah. oh my god the, bru- the big uh-huh. deep bruises like on the underside of your arm like yeah. you can't explain those away right like, yeah. you never know how you got them so you can't even say what happened the ropes you get them yeah. from oh, the, well i mean like, i'm just saying like there's no I mean, unless you're like a six foot tall woman yeah, like well, for the <laughs> most part like we get bruises in places that you're yeah. not going to get a very yeah, true. Very you know, true. I mean, there would be drills where we just had to run the ropes yeah. like over and over again, just like making it oh worse and worse. Like. <laughs> and it would just hurt so bad. And don't yeah. you complain? Don't you complain? Oh my gosh, no! Or you'll be the only one doing them while yeah. everyone else has moved on to something else. And don't you say nothing? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I can't even imagine doing that and like going to high school. I yeah. Mean, I yeah. When I started training, I was working in landscaping, so I would I had to get up and like do manual labor in the mornings, and it was like uh, everything <laughs> hurts. I can't even imagine like having to like go to school and just pretend like yeah, and people you're think a you're being like a bro- abused at home. Right. <laughs> oh well, good job for your teacher for looking out for you. Though, yeah, you know? yeah. indeed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So you know, there are parents away from our parents, and sometimes our parents when our parents aren't doing a good job. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were looking yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. to the yeah. teachers out there. Now, have you ever had a teacher come to any of your Matches. I haven't. It's the oh, one thing that hasn't happened. Sad. No, but you know, um, I've had people like from my commands nowadays. They'll come out. And oh, well, that's good. That's so. pretty much the same thing. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he gets it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about a little bit more about what you've done in MCW and some other promotions that you've worked for. So stay with us, and we'll be right back with former MCW Women's Champion Amber Rodriguez. All right, and we're back here with our special in-studio guest, Amber Rodriguez. Before we went to break, Tara was mentioning that we were going to get into 
you know, some of the places that you journey to, including here at MCW Pro. But I want to let you know that when I really started to notice that you were kind of gaining a lot of steam in the industry was for that uh, all-women's tournament that we did in Brooklyn, Valkyrie, uh, uh, Valkyrie Women's Pro or Valkyrie Man, Ladies Pro. That was forever ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that was um, just to ring a bell. That was 2014 is when that was um that uh, i mean well me too uh but you know how facebook has that wonderful thing of showing you like remember mm -hmm. this day in history and you're like oh my gosh that was so long ago but i remember uh that was one of the first times that i saw you outside of the maryland region mm -hmm. all the way up in brooklyn new york uh competing in a pretty prestigious tournament at the time um so yeah, let's talk about when you first kind of left the nest of Gilbergs uh, to fly off and do do other things. W when was that, and when did you start to notice that you really were gaining a lot of steam in, in the industry, as it were? That's on IDW TV, by the way. Um, the Valkyrie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going to yeah. have to watch that. That was yeah. so long ago. Right? Like, like, I had to watch it for the nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I look at myself, I'm like, oof. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Kai, La Rosa Negra. Like, yeah, yeah, and that was actually me and Rosa's second match together I had worked her for NWA Ring Warriors before um out in Fort Lauderdale Florida uh -huh. so when I really started to get traction um yeah it was around when I was 18 I started reaching out because I knew I didn't want to just be in the Maryland bubble right of course not. um you know and then especially like women's wrestling especially women's indie wrestling um you know, at that time, it wasn't what it is now. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was starting to kind of come up, though, you know. And, um, but it was starting to come up in, you know, other places. Like, you remember, like, WSU at the yeah, time. Course, and, you yeah. know, places like that. Um, and I'm like, I, I really want to get in on this. Um, but I one one guy I really have to shout out is uh, Pat Buck uh, for giving me a shot with uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Um, you know, I even had their, uh, I think it was their bombshells title at the time. Um, I think I was like 19 ish. Don't quote me on that. I want to say I was 19, but, um, yeah, like he, he really, uh, gave me a chance. Cause it's a lot to ask on somebody, you know, like, Hey, I just started taking bookings, just left training. Like for anyone who like just graduated wrestling school and like reaching out to other promoters and like, you don't really have like a plethora of matches or like a really extensive resume so it, it's really intimidating like trying to branch out so you know i i'm just super appreciative of of guys like pad and you know um valkyrie i cannot remember who booked me for that but <laughs> that, was, that was chris levin yes thank aka you. baby ref <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know like things like that like it's it's i'm always super grateful um for them taking a chance on little old me so. and for those of you who don't know pat mm -hmm. buck current wwe agent mm -hmm. uh that's funny um i have been shown the door by many different promotions that i've worked mm -hmm. for and we must have just missed each other in pws because yeah. i was pretty much uh when i was a new yorker uh so we're talking like 2012 ish actually 2003 to about 2013 i lived in new york um I, I was their announcer. I was their, their stand-up, uh, you know, MC and commentator. So we must have just yeah. missed each other mm -hmm. uh, the time that I kind of uh, lost that job um, with uh, PWS. But, um, wow, that's that's an amazing uh, promotion. Back in the day, they used to pull out all the stops. They I remember they booked the Great Muda 
mm-hmm. back when that was unheard of in the in the U.S. Uh, for like an indie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a that's an amazing stop on your journey with PWS and Valkyrie. Yeah. Where else did you end up landing besides, uh, you know, WSU? Did you work for DJ Hyde in WSU? Oof. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, he's, he's such a polarizing uh, figure. Man. It's funny. No. Remember, Ryo was, you know, thanking him for kind of really getting him to certain places. And then we've had other guests that are kind of like, oh, you know, so it's funny that uh, DJ actually gets bought up as much as he does uh, on the podcast and the it? reactions, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I'm not going to say anything about him, but... um. No, me and Nyla, we would go up there for Dojo Wars. Ah. Um, and then we've been to some WSU shows. Actually, I managed uh, Sassy Steffi. I was a member of her faction for a little while. Um, I always say to this day, I think they mixed me up with Amanda Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. so you go out there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, that was the only um, stop I had there. And then, um, you know, I, I still love those times because that's when um, – me and Blizz got got really close. Um, me, her, and Blizz would hit the road together and go to those shows. So that was that was a really fun time in my life. And just getting to pick his brain and you know everything he has to offer. Um, so that was great. Like even to this day, he helps me out so much with like character development or like even if there's like something new I want to try. But I feel like it's you know you know he's he's just always someone I can call on, and I'm I'm grateful for that. But um no to answer your question <laughs> um those are the only times I really had run-ins with him and it didn't really go anywhere so okay just managing the one time and mm-hmm. then not really care like a one and of... done okay yeah he's been known to do that to mm-hmm. quite a few females in the industry and that's kind of why he's such a polarizing figure yeah, <laughs> yeah I love will. that word the, the, the if you will well you really yeah. I want to touch on women's wrestling for a second you really came in at like a pivotal time so right. like I was I started like ten years before you and it was like I mean I was doing girls shows in bars you know and not good bars like you know i've seen tapes uh, yeah okay (laughs) yes all right so (laughs) i mean one of my favorite nurses right here so oh stop anyway so you know and and the thing was we took a lot of these jobs because you know they were bookings we Mm -hmm. were paid really well for them and like we were working every weekend Mm -hmm. and weekdays too like it was great like mickey james and i Mm -hmm. would ride to shows together and you know Kim or Candy from MCW. Like, yeah. we had a whole little group of girls that would go to these shows. It was great because we got lots of work. But, like, I wouldn't show my kids those shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just such a different thing. And, like, we all, the ones that we were, like, in our little clique with, we all wanted to do more. We wanted women's wrestling to be more. And this mm-hmm. was, you know, Lita, the whole Lita and Trish Stratus thing hadn't yeah. happened yet, you know? And so by the time you came along, those things had happened. And, like, you know, it was it was really putting women in a spotlight that didn't require them to have brawn panties matches. And right. You know what I mean? Where, oh my gosh, women can actually wrestle. Yeah. So how was that for you to be like part of this new wave of women's wrestling? It was amazing. And, you know, I definitely look at it like, you know, I got to give like you and Kim your flowers for sure, because it's like you guys brought it here. And then like me and Jesse brought it here. And then, you know, it just, it keeps growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to even be a part of um, just a generation of women's wrestlers that to look at them today, I am so proud of Nyla Rose. That's my sister. It's my best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. We came up together. Um, and to just look at her now, I'm so proud. But yeah, to answer your question. So like women like that, like uh, Claudia Solis, who just came back. Um, you know, La Rosa Negra, who's still pushing, um, you know, like so, so many women, um, 
that to just see them flourish now and it it's weird you know like i uh i looked at casey lennox um a few weeks ago i was like oof we're the vets now <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it's you know, on it's on you you do too we've got matches on on vhs yeah. like you know what i mean like it's yeah. a whole different generation yeah <laughs> but it just it keeps growing and growing um you know women's wrestling is 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 precious and it's about time everywhere realizes that and sees like just it's it's money mm-hmm. <laughs> it's money like yeah. we we've put the work in We've paid our dues. We can go just as hard as the guys, if not harder. Because I've definitely seen some women's matches on the card oh, that yeah. were the best match mm-hmm. on the card. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of promotions are even doing two women's matches now or three or, you know, trying to make or it half and women half. Women headline pay-per-views. Or women headlining. I mean, yeah. yeah. Everything that was going to be a Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, to see not just two women headline WrestleMania, but two black women headline WrestleMania. Like, it right. was just amazing to see. So it's it's only it's only up from here mm-hmm. um i do feel that there can be a lot of growth in women's roles backstage mm-hmm. i do feel that um you know I'd, I'd love to see like more female creative writers more female agents more female producers mm-hmm. like I'd, I'd love to see stuff like that you know we've got more female refs coming up right. now um so yeah i mean it's, it's only up from here I think that's really important, too, what you said about the backstage roles. Because, I mean, that's actually a thing across all sports. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, we're talking wrestling here. Mm-hmm. But that's something that needs to be fixed all sp- in, in all sports. Like you said, we have female refs that are coming up, not only in wrestling, but in basketball. The NFL is doing it now. And um, to, to kind of branch off from that, step back a little bit, you're because uh, it's next up on the bulletin here, <laughs> uh, you, had, you had this loser leaves match with Mickey James. Yes. One of, the, one of the top women's wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world. So. Why don't you tell us about that, like something that was going through your head mm. when you were preparing for a match of that caliber and it, at any point in, in your career where you're just like, well, I got Mickey James standing across from me. <sighs> what time is it? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so that whole story, I remember when, um, I can't remember if it was Cradle or Drawlix who broke the news to me, like, oh, uh, Mickey's coming. And I, I thought it was a rib, not going to lie. <laughs> um because I grew up watching this woman mm-hmm. and like, you know, Trish and Lita, they had like an amazing feud, but Mickey and Trish, mm-hmm. one of the yeah. best, if not the best, yeah. like rivalry my favorite. in mm-hmm. women's wrestling Honestly, my favorite. Like, or in wrestling in general. Like I'll even say that, like, it's just amazing. Like the level of acting, you know, just the, the emotion that was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always admired her. She's like, you know, my favorite women's wrestler. And so to kind of share a ring with somebody that you like grew up idolizing, it's like a pinch me moment, mm-hmm. you know, but of course we have to remain professional. Um, and I just had to keep telling myself like they would not give you this if you didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it to anyone else. They gave it to you, you know? So I had to keep telling myself that like, I deserve this. I've earned it. I've worked hard, you know, and to get to pick her brain. That woman is a genius. Mm-hmm. She like you know I I've worked her at you least a hundred times. <laughs> you know the magic she <laughs> creates. I would have yep. an idea, and she'd take my little idea and bring it here. Yep. Even the first match we had, you know, after the first match we had, um, I was told we'd be working again, and I that's when I pitched the idea. What if I didn't believe I lost the belt? 
Like, <laughs> what if I was just like, I just snapped right. and I did not believe. She's like, that's the, like, you should have. And that's where the invisible mm-hmm. belt mm-hmm. came from. Um, so just the creative influence that she had yeah. on me. I always say, like, I wouldn't be the performer I am today if it weren't for that those string that string of matches yeah. that I have with and her. she's so easy to work yes, with. Yes, she's very you know? humble, very down to earth. She's yeah. not like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, some some right. women are, but I mean, people are who they are. But she's just so willing to help and just willing yes. to and make you look good down too. to your level. You know yes, what I mean? and make like you look good. It's not about what does she want to get in. It's right. how to make your match together yes. be the best that it can be. Oh, she's awesome to work with. But um, yeah. So back to your question, uh, as far as the loser leaps town match, I was done. Like that. That was it. That mm-hmm. was my last match. I was. I um already signed my contract with the military, and I was just done with wrestling. Uh, I had severe burnout. I had gone through some very traumatic events in my life. And I was mentally checked out. But just having uh, this feud with her is just kind of what kept the fire going mm-hmm. in me. And just it's what kept me showing up. Yeah. Um, now, there were a lot of fans who were shocked yeah. by this. Because you were really, as Larry had mentioned, kind of at the top of your game. I mm-hmm. mean, you were getting recognition. You were working places. Like, people were coming to see Amber Rodriguez. And that's the crazy part, because behind the scenes, I was going through so much. Right. You know, that a lot of people didn't know about. And so that's that's the crazy part. Um, But, yeah, that match, I just, I was like, I'm putting my all into this. Like, Mm -hmm. this this is it. Or I thought it was it. Um, This is it. And so, to this day, it's it's one of my favorite matches Mm -hmm. that I've ever had. Um, I'm still looking for something to top it, because it's, it's. It's up top for me because right. that chance. Might yeah, that chance. yeah, I Maybe. really hopefully. Well, I don't yeah. know how long is there a statute of limitations on these loser leave town matches? Are <laughs> <laughs> you on the championship committee? I am on the championship committee. I, mean, I think I'm like chairperson of the championship committee or well, something. You're in, in, in I don't a chair know. Right now, I am, and I didn't break my chair. Oh, well. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. Well, nobody ever retires in wrestling, right? That's the running Clearly gag, not. Know? I like, mean, I literally took, uh, I think it took me four years to say, all right, I'm going to get back into it. So, yeah. So when you when you left town, you know, you went um, and you joined the Armed Forces. Mm-hmm. And then you thought, for all intents and purposes, you're done, right? Yeah. You moved away, you know, had yeah. a little domestic life, and mm-hmm. you know, and you were settling into your new role. Yeah. Now. While all that was going on, were you still watching wrestling? Were you still thinking about wrestling? For a while, I wasn't. For a while, I wasn't. It wasn't until my baby was one where I started even watching it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, because, like I said, I had gone through so much, I just didn't want anything to do with it yeah. for a while, you know. Um, but yeah, that's when I started watching it again. And then in 2019, I was deployed to. California. I know he's like that's not a deployment, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was deployed to California for some training, and um, there was a wrestling school nearby the base, mm-hmm. and um, you know we were doing a lot of intense workouts there. But um, I was like, oh, why don't I just go work out over at over at the school one day? So I hit up the guy, um, this guy named Ricardo that wrestled in Mexico for the last twenty years. So shout out to Ricardo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, hit him up, um, on Facebook or whatever and went out and rolled around a little bit and it was like riding a bike, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I kept coming back throughout the rest of my deployment and then I got stationed in a good old mobile Alabama and, um, (laughs) you know, that's when I found Elevate Pro Mm -hmm. and I was like, why don't I start, why don't I take a 
booking and see what happens, you know, mm -hmm. um, and started going to their school. And that's kind of how I fell back into it because, you know, in the in the back of my mind, I always knew I maybe, you know, there's a chance that I'll come back. And uh, after I had my daughter, uh, like I said, I lived to inspire and I always knew I wanted her to see, you know, you can have it all. You can yep. be a mom. You can chase your dreams. Yep. You can have yep. your career. You can have your family. You can have whatever you mm -hmm. want in this life. It just depends on how bad you want it. Right. And I want her to see that, hey, I went through some kind of crappy things, but I came back from it right. and I came back 10 times harder, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm coming back for everything. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a juggling act for sure. Yeah. I mean, like. I've gotten kind of lucky with my kids that like my older one doesn't like <laughs> sports because I was always like, oh, God, what if what if I have to like go to like Little League or something like then I can't go to shows, <laughs> like, you know, but fortunately he didn't like sports. So I was like, Shoot, dodge that <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a constant juggling act. You know what I mean? Because you want to spend time with your kids, but like you also mm -hmm. want to be a role model and you want to share this with them. too. Yes. So now does your daughter like wrestling? She's just starting to get into it. She'll be four next month. Okay. So she's just starting to get into it. Um, I actually brought her up on stage with me, uh, one of my shows last month, and she was just loving the attention. So Aww. I think she really liked the wrestlers in the back trying to give her candy. So well, yeah. you know, I mean, she's almost four, <laughs> yeah, so but easily swayed. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's starting to like watch it with me more <laughs> now and get into it. So she does the Sasha Banks thing. So it's fun to see. And there's so many great role models for her now too. Mm -hmm. And you're. You're still in Alabama, right? Unfortunately, or, okay. yes. Well, there's um, the Belladonna Division. Mm -hmm. You know, they're I running be there shows there month. four times a year. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, this is this is another mo movement, you know? Yeah. This is like a second resurgence. It's of, another like, wave. Exactly. Yeah. It really is. I mean, well, wrestling's always kind of gone in these, like, seven-year cycles, mm -hmm. you know, where you ride it up and down. And yeah. here we are again. So, you know, you're, you're coming back in... Uh, I'm just saying you're coming back now because you're officially back, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're working shows again, so yeah. you're back. Um, but, you know, this, you're coming back at a great time, you know? Like, yeah. there's even more eyes on women's wrestling. And, yeah. you know, they're not laughing at it now. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, and these girls, man, you got to get your cardio in because they. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're fast now. <laughs> right. Those yeah. Texas girls, too. Have you gotten any offers to go, like, overseas and work? Well, unfortunately, because I'm still active duty, that's mm -hmm. a tricky one overseas. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I don't have too much time left on my contract, so that's definitely something I want to pursue oh, in the future. Great. Yeah. Great. Right on. Well, I want to get into a couple more subjects, uh, some things you touched on in the last segment. But we do need to pause for internet station identification. Mm -hmm. So stay with us, fans. We're going to be right back here with Amber Rodriguez. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everyone, to the MCW cast. I am Deacon Storm alongside Tara and Larry Legend with our guest, former MCW Women's Champion Amber Rodriguez. Now, real quick, Larry, at the end of the last segment, you said you had some things that you wanted to say, but we had to take that break, so I'm going to hand it back oh, to yeah. you. Oh, yeah, so there was something you touched on uh, just when we were talking about the role models now, and you mentioned two African-American women that, uh, you know, main evented, you know, a, a pay-per-view. Uh, we've come a long way. Yes. Uh, but, you know, we mentioned a name a couple times already, La Rosa Negra. And if I remember correctly, it wasn't too long ago that La Rosa Negra actually bought up a lot of the uh, hurtful, racist things that another woman in this industry, Tessa Blancher, had apparently, you know, I guess kind of hazing her or you know, just giving her a hard time on a tour in Japan. Uh, in all your interactions and walks through life with Mickey James, Nyla Rose, Whoever, have you ever experienced any kind of 
you know, discrimination that you felt uh, against, you know, whether it be a promoter or another competitor or anything like that? Because I was shocked when those allegations came out. I know both of those, you know, women, I've announced them, never been anything but respectful to me, but it was just uh, abhorrent to think of those types of things that were being said. And that is the industry that you're a part of. So I want to know if you, if you ever in your walks of life experienced any kind of discrimination because of the color of your skin by someone that wasn't like you. I'll say, um, I've never experienced it to my face. Mm. Okay. Not to my face, but I've, I've heard things on the back end. Oh, this is why you didn't get booked. Yeah. Uh. So I have experienced it in that way, um, not so much in a in-your-face mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing, which honestly, in a weird way, I would have more respect for because it's like, I mean, hey, if that's if that's how it is, then let me know. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, it it is a, a harsh reality. But you know, like I said, we're we're getting better, but it's it's still it's still a lot of work that that needs to be done. So. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. being, you know, one of the three people of color around the MCW cast, I think we are raising a huge banner for diversity and Mm -hmm. inclusion. But I think it's an important thing to bring up again with bringing up La Rosa Negra and Mm -hmm. and just sort of your journey, you know, Mickey James and all places in between. I just wanted to know personally and I wanted our fans to know, you know, during your journey, uh, that this is a very real thing and it's mm-hmm. still something that's very problematic that a lot of us have to face uh, to this day. Well, honestly, have, I'm sorry, Tara, I didn't mean to fine, step on ahead. you. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, honestly, Larry, it, it, is, it is a thing I'll that happens. I <laughs> I'm sorry. It is a thing that happens to a, a lot of the, the persons of color in professional wrestling. I've been very fortunate that since I've been here since 2017, that is one thing I've never had to deal with. When unfortunately, in places I've been in the past, you know, first coming up, that was the question I wanted to ask you about, you know, your first, like, like the, the ideas that you have for yourself and your character. Mm-hmm. Me, as soon as I walked in to where I was going, I was, it was immediately like, hey, you're a pimp, be a pimp. <laughs> and when that happened, I cut my hair and I put the uniform on and that all changed for me. But it's sad that I had mm-hmm. to raise, raise the flag of this country, which is a job I had because I am a former soldier. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, if you don't know, I am a veteran. I, I was a veteran for, uh, I was a soldier for seven and a half years. And I had to do that to kind of shield, I had to use that to shield myself from that sort of racism. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, whether it's blatant or whether it's that kind of closet thing where it's just kind of embedded in someone's DNA, Mm -hmm. it's something that we all have to deal with. And and I'm glad, I'm very fortunate it's something I never had to deal with. Like when we had Ghetto Mafia on here, we were kind of talking about, we were talking about like this typecasting, you know, like, oh, you get to be the thugs, you know, like that's, you're being typecast. I wanted to ask you, Amber, have you watched the indie film Lady Wrestler? I've seen half of it. Okay. I'm not done. I watched most of it on my 13-hour drive to my dad's house. Okay, so yeah, so. but it so I actually wrote to um the filmmaker so that I could get permission to show it in my class because mm-hmm. I teach DEI classes to um at the community college um and also to Baltimore County Police Department. And so I like to take like what I know, which is wrestling obviously, yeah. and try to pull in and say, "Hey, you know, Maybe you've never heard of these women wrestlers, but like this is what was also going on. Like you gotta you know, know your roots. You gotta know where you come from. Yeah, and like I try to just reach students wherever they are. So like, you know, I come in there and it's, oh, what is this white lady gonna teach me about diversity? You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm 
you know, showing you that like these struggles, like there were, you know, it was everywhere. But that I thought was a great film. Yes. So I wasn't sure if you'd watch yes. it or not. So finish watching it. I am. I definitely. It's on my Good. Prime. Um, it's on my queue in Prime. Wonderful. Well, it. before it had come out to where you could actually watch it on streaming services, mm -hmm. I had to ask the filmmaker for permission to show it because it wasn't available on anything. And I was like, oh, please let this film yeah. pick up some steam, you know, because a lot yeah. of indie films get made, but then you can never watch them, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I've also been fortunate enough to be on his podcast actually and we discussed um just uh women wrestlers of color and what can we do you know to you know even take it a step further um so that was a great conversation mm -hmm. um but yeah and then you've got a lot going on now um like uh the black girl magic show that mm -hmm. just happened yeah. um you know black wrestlers matter you know so mm -hmm. there's there's a lot going on now um you know that's kind of showcasing us you know and and what we bring to the table now i have a question for you and i'm glad you brought that up because i actually uh participated in a uh a podcast not too long ago and the the host asked me if i felt like that at this point since we've addressed that there is somewhat of a problem in the wrestling industry as pertaining to people of color do you think that now it's kind of like a oh well, we kind of have to do a show that's called for the culture or else people are going to like look at us like we're racist. And in as much, are we really assessing all of the talent evenly? Uh, you know, the caliber of a Leo Rush, uh, Amber Rodriguez, or are we just saying everybody gets to come play so that, you know, we, we don't get any heat uh, from, you know, different groups out there? So I'm going to say this might be a little controversial, but I feel like no matter how we get there, when we get there, you know, take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Take it to the next level. Make it so that that might have been their mindset for the first one, but now we have to do a second one because we have so much of a following because of the amazing talents that were showcased here, you know. And then it it also falls on the fans, too, in a way asking for certain people you know asking to see certain people and mm -hmm. you know the companies that actually listen to that feedback and bring them in you know th does that make sense mm -hmm. it does make sense but it brings up uh you know so uh, let's just say throwing it out there right now gcw for the culture okay first gcw for the culture was a huge deal it got kind of kiboshed by the global gimmick and then they did it finally at the uh, collective out in indianapolis and it was a great, great show. Uh, it was main evented by Aaron Fox and Two Cold Scorpio. You had Jonathan Gresham versus Lee Moriarty. Yeah, Jonathan Gresham versus Lee Moriarty. ACH versus Leo Rush. Mm -hmm. A lot of great matches. Well, the second for the culture kind of, you know, lost a little bit of that luster, a little bit of that mm -hmm. star power. And what you were mentioning about the companies paying attention to the fans, well, uh, there were a lot of wrestlers from the Midwest that I kind of had never heard of. Uh, who had a lot of people rallying behind them. Oh, GCW, you should book this person. Yeah. They're of color. Mm -hmm. Oh, GCW, give this person an opportunity. They're of color and they're unknown and have never gotten opportunities. And then when it came time to bring the dance to the center stage, it was not worthy. Mm -hmm. It didn't live up to the same kind of path that they had forged with the first for the culture. Yeah, And that's where I kind of feel that you know, there needs to be more scrutiny 
to yeah. the message. It can't just be a. a See, you're more Malcolm X. I'm more Dr. King. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. What, what is that? But, you know, that's kind of parallels to like the to women's wrestling too. Like there was tons of women's wrestling, but it was a lot of it was crap. You know what I mean? So it, it was the weeding out that you know eventually the good ones stay. You know what I mean? Right, like the right. The ones who suck are gonna just fade off into you know no man's Sometimes. land. Sometimes I so, just well one hopes. I mean, eventually, eventually they will. I just resent and hope that there aren't any promoters out there that are just kind of basically, you know, jumping on the bandwagon mm-hmm. of what's in vogue, what's hot, what the people they want to be ta- woke. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right, one hundred percent. You know, and there is backlash to doing things that are so specific, you know, where you're just representing a culture or, you know, a genre or something like that. And, like, um, one of the things that kind of comes to my mind is, like, Black History Month, for example. Like, people, I hear people every day because I teach this, you know, this. well, why do we still have Black History Month? Because we don't have black history in our history the other 11 months of the year. So wrestling is the same. Until you have people of color represented equally on any show, you know, that that's why things like this exist. Why you have showcase shows where everybody is a person of color or everybody is a female or, you know, where you have LGBTQ plus represented. You know, that's why we have that because it's not part of the mainstream culture. And that's what I always try to like drive home. Like we have that because it's not there the other 11 months or Mm -hmm. the other 12 shows of the year or whatever the case may be. It's because we're not there. And a lot of the times, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) A lot of the times when we're not being showcased, you know, we'll, we'll We'll make our own, you know, make of our course. Own way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Which is totally fine. And for me, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, a lot for me to, uh, I won't say a lot, but I have to make sure that I'm putting everything out there because I have my African American roots. I have my Latina roots. I'm also part Cherokee. Like I have so much to, to show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And equally represent for everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's one thing that I'm, I'm always proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that the other week with Ryo about representation. We touched on it a little bit with Dante, you mm-hmm. know, like it's important for people to see people who look like themselves up there yeah. on the TV Absolutely. or, you know, in mm-hmm. the middle of a ring or holding up that championship belt. It's important. Yeah, like what, you know, Jazz and Jacqueline did for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's, it is important. Representation is very important because it, it instills that hope in you that you can do it too. Right. Yeah, not yeah. just being up there and being the losers, which was kind of <laughs> like what I saw growing up with Coco right. Beware and Virgil. Yes, or the yeah. comedy act. Yeah, they're all yeah. the right. yeah. yeah. It kind of makes you wonder when is the first African-American AEW world champion? Is that somewhere Ooh. on the horizon? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they have a, a healthy crop of people of color. But mm-hmm. as of now, although they are in their infancy... That's been pretty much a, a white-dominated championship, well, yeah. and, and you know. We, and what I was going to say, with, too, is like you don't want to cross into the, the danger zone of pandering. which mm-hmm. and, and that's where, and I think that's what you were getting at earlier. Yeah. 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 In a lot of ways, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, because, I mean, you get to that point where it's like. How many times does it have to be for the culture before these guys are just integrated into GCW shows? Right, like we're right, not going to yeah. pick a You know, like how many times do we have to do this? Yeah, mm-hmm. I get yeah. what you're saying. And, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Deacon. No, I just got fired up. We were we were in the same wavelength. But, I mean, it's really annoying when you. See something like that, like you said, the first one was great. Second one was like, eh. Like, why was the second one? Eh. Is it because you just kind of gave up? It was like, well, it's like they're, a they're here black. you go. They're black. Right, right. 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 Like that's not enough. Like right. that is nowhere near enough. And I hope at some point, and that goes for LGBTQ plus as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's got to be a point where the the scales are even, and that everyone, in in a way, 
that is supportive, and mm -hmm. these are people that are actually really good, can all be represented, and we all, you know. Right. And then it's hard, too, because you don't want to just be the token either. Oh, yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. I definitely can thing. relate to that, Um, you know, kind of uh, mm -hmm. with one of the companies that I'm most uh, associated with these days. I'm wearing them on my, my cap, ICW No Holds Barred. Love that mm -hmm. hat. I love it, by the way. <laughs> well, I love this promotion. Yeah, but one of the things that a lot of my peers have brought up to me is like, hey, you know, uh, there aren't that many people of color that are used regularly on ICW No Holds Barred. And it kind of is like mm -hmm. a gloss over the whole show by them using you first. They put you out there first. Or here's a shining, handsome, African-American, <laughs> well-spoken announcer. <laughs> but then when you get into the meat and potatoes of everything else, none. You know, no mm -hmm. people of color. So what does that say? Are they just pandering and using you as the token inside of like being like, hey, everyone, look over here. And we got one. Mm -hmm. mm. That's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe one of the ways to address that attitude that permeates pro wrestling is just like how you were saying is little by little. Little by little. Just go out there, and, there. Yeah. yeah, and kill just it. Just kill it. Yeah. Exactly. Even if, yep. even if it's, you know, and I've done this plenty of times. I'll work a show and, you know, that everybody always says, oh, I need more women's wrestlers. I need more girls. And I'm like, okay, well, here's a list. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. you know, get other people in the door, too. And yeah. so that that's another thing, you know, that we can do to kind of look out for each other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, 100%. And not just a list of girls, but a list of quality yes, girls, right. you know, and that's, yes. and that's one so of the things. Another topic. Yeah, well, <laughs> believe me. I... Yeah, there are a lot of girls out there, but they all of them good. Yes, yeah. Um... Remember Lana Takaya? Oh, yeah. The log like it, yeah, yeah. yeah, back at the Dundalk days. Oh, yeah, God. Deep, yeah, I remember Ooh. now, yeah. Ah, so here you are. <laughs> I just you are making name a name drop. and you're being a role model and you talked about how you wanted to be a role model for your daughter, but not just your daughter, to somebody out there in the crowd. So when you go out there, are you looking, like, do you connect? Would you look for, like, that young girl out in the crowd? Like, do you look to make that connection when you're walking to the ring? It's not even so much that, I mean, as a baby face, yeah, but it's not even <laughs> so much then. Like, it's more so at my merch table or after the show, mm -hmm. oh, those yeah. girls that come up to me and talk to me, you know, it's, it's, it's so special. And, um, you know, like I said, like representation is so important and I'm, I'm proud to carry that. That's why now, um, this time around in my career, I'm kind of switching it up a little bit. I'm not as raunchy and you know what I mean? I, I don't even do certain moves anymore because, you know, I strongly feel that for, uh young girls of color we need more examples that are positive not just you know not that there's anything wrong with cardi b and megan the stallion but we need more <laughs> you know like right. um relatable and kind of just you know family friendly mm -hmm. um and people to look up to that you know can kind of be that positive mm -hmm. influence you know because i i like feel for us like you turn on tv we have like love and hip-hop and we have like all this stuff and it's like you know, wear something that's, you know, going to give you content that's not like full of drama or setting us back or does, does that make mm -hmm. sense? You know what I mean? It makes sense. And it calls out a really interesting point. For, to my understanding, the WWE, the big boys in the game today mm -hmm. are using the Cardi B song up as the SummerSlam song. So what type of message is that sending to the young girls that maybe are really into Rhea Ripley as a wrestler, as a worker, yeah. really into Charlotte Flair, mm -hmm. but then you have a personality like Cardi B. And let me tell you, I love Cardi B, Same. but there are no there are no punches pulled with the content of what she is mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah, and it ain't wholesome. Right. Because right. what's gonna happen is the kids are gonna want to see like, oh, what 
else does she have in her oh, audio yeah. <laughs> Or in just waiting for SummerSlam and anticipating it so much, they're like, I want to hear that song again. Right. I want to oh, hear yeah. that song. It's going to get beat to death. Right. Yeah. You know, so. The kids' so, bop version isn't out yet, so. Ooh, <laughs> there better be a kids' bop version. <laughs> how could they make a kids' bop version? They will. Know. They do it. They do it all the They've time. They've done it to WAP. So wow. you are not just a role model, though, in the ring. Like, you you touched on it just ever so briefly at the beginning about the other things that you're doing. So, you know, I know that you're in the service, but also you've got a skincare line, yes. right? Ashley Renee Beauty Company. Yeah, and oh, so right. that, that's another thing to touch on, that representation thing. Mm -hmm. Making products for other girls and women that they can believe in and are good for their skin and make you feel good. Like and this is like yeah. a whole package. Yeah. You know? And being an esthetician as well, you know, I know what works for melanated skin. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know what works for hyperpigmentation and grown mm -hmm. hairs, things that are common in our community. And just to even be that vessel to say, hey, this is how we need to take care of our mm -hmm. skin. These are products that are going to target these things. So we can, you know, have that melanin pop in and look good. That's right. You know, so. <laughs> you know, and, and this is a big thing that, you know, the accessibility of, you know, beauty products for people of color. You know, you can walk into any drugstore in this area and they are often behind locked doors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what does that say to, you know, the young person of color walking in there to get their supplies, like, oh, I have to ask, you know ask someone says. to yeah. unlock. You know what it says. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> the fact that you have something you can, like, bring to people. Yes. You know right. what I mean? And say, you know, you don't have to feel like you're a criminal asking for these supplies. Yeah, you so know? that's like AshleyReneeBeauty.com. Ashley Renee? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. Ashley Renee. So um, it's my uh, sister's middle name and my middle name. Oh, um, me and my sister run the company together. That's great. Nice, nice. So yeah, but it's 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 our baby. <laughs> that's wonderful. I think that that's really good. Um, next time you see Nikki James, you should talk to her too, because I had talked to her years ago about like <laughs> creating like some holistic like just women's beauty products and yes. things like that, like just taking care of the whole self. You know, yeah, not just you know parts it's, of yourself. It's mind, body, right. and right. soul, and that's exactly. another thing. Like that's why we focused on luxury skincare at affordable prices mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we use grapeseed oils and mm -hmm. all types of holistic ingredients agave um you know we use fresh ground coffee for every oh, coffee so good on your face yes. oh my god a nice coffee salt yeah. scrub yeah yeah so we use all that mm -hmm. stuff for you to soak what? in and everything and it's just <laughs> it's it's amazing and I'm, I'm very proud of myself for even pushing myself out of my comfort zone to do that Good. um and i love my sister she makes all these products like by hand everything's handmade with love mm -hmm. everything's shipped with love and awesome. so um yeah and like i said just it also pushed me um as an esthetician to um you know really study more um of of our skin and you know what kind of what makes it tick mm -hmm. so yeah something i'm really proud of yeah, you know, I'm, women's beauty products, like, as a whole, have been bad for us. Like, if you yes. ever read, like, the list of ingredients. Because there are so many parabens and oh, sulfates and yes. things that have no business being on a human body. Right. Like, bar soap has so much lye. <sighs> It's I can awful. go on for days. This has nothing to do with us. It's <laughs> awful. Oh my God, I, can't you. I make my own soap. I make my own lotions. Like, no, I completely get it. Like, oh, the maybe stuff we should is, collab. is marketed, yeah. you know, is like bad for us. So yeah. to, to have the forethought to say, hey, I want to make something for other people that's not bad for me, you know, is, yeah. it's like radical thinking almost. You yeah. know what I mean? Because we've been conditioned that we buy what's on the shelf. Mm -hmm. But like, 
it's not good for us. That's yeah, no, no, it makes it worse. It does. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to like. No, it's okay. I mean, I I use that stuff for my own face. That's how this got like this. So I may have talked. <laughs> that is the second time oh, you've complimented you yourself in this one segment. Oh, I want to just let you know it's all right now. Sorry, I'm a personality. It's what I did. So right. am I, but you don't hear me toot my own horn over here about, oh, my beautiful skin. Yeah, I'm like, this guy's like two times the fun. We're all glowing because it's a little muggy in here. Indeed yeah. we are. We yeah. are going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a couple of fan questions, and we'll go over a couple of um, our roundup uh, Yeah, some fun stuff. And, yeah, Sweet. so we'll be right back. <laughs> all right, we're back here in the studio, MCW cast. Amber Rodriguez is our guest, former MCW Women's Champion. And uh, I think at this point, we got to kind of do a little powwow here and wrap it on up. Talk about big show coming up mm-hmm. July 24th. Amber, will you be in the building for that? Are you going to stop on by and join us? Maybe... Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be in Louisiana. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but we have our, what was it? Our, uh, chairperson here. That's right. <laughs> championship committee. Yeah. So chairperson of the championship that's committee. the person to talk to about me coming back officially, officially. <laughs> we have had fans ask for you to come back. So we've definitely gotten early on in our podcast, um, history. We got fans asking, where's Amber? Is she coming back? You know? Oh, absolutely. And it says yeah. ask MCW cast. We don't really yeah. plug that as much anymore, but you know, down on the lower third, as you will, it mm-hmm. says hashtag ask MCW cast. And yep. some of the first responses were, "When you're gonna have Black Wall Street on as a together?" Yes. They, they wanted all of you in. in the I don't studio. think we have enough mics. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. We need a bigger space. Actually, we need to book that for like a cool weather month. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Can it be February? Why? Black Wall Street. Oh, I Black get it. Wall Did I just Street. Say that we don't have. To, we just had a whole segment we had a about whole this. Segment about. I'm disappointed. I'm it's okay. I'm disappointed. There's a lot going on right now. I would like to see us not have history months. (laughs) I'd like to see us move away from that. But anyway, um, so we do have some of our fans that had sent in some questions for you. Okay. Um, One, uh, we, they wanted to know what, um, who has been your toughest opponent? Sorry, I'm going out of order. Who has been your toughest opponent? I wish I had more context. Toughest meaning toughest to deal with or toughest (laughs) meaning like. Toughest in any, I guess you can answer that in any way you like. <laughs> um, I'll keep it clean. I'll say toughest, like just, just a badass. Can I say ass? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, and it, the answer to that is going to be Mickey, um, and Nyla, okay. Nyla too. She, yeah, she, and that's that's the thing. Like she's, she's easy to work with, but she's she's a tough girl. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and then taking the punches she takes, and you know. She's. I'm. I'm just so proud of her. That's another one I can go on and on about. Well, and when you're close with someone, you don't want to let them down, too. Yeah. You know what I mean. So there's that mutual yeah. love and respect between the two of you. Well, what a lot of people don't know, I actually lived with Nyla for oh, okay. I think it was about two, two to three years or something okay. like that. So like, we got really close because we were literally living together, training together, wrestling each other. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's funny because uh, up until that first um, match that I had with Mickey, I had worked Nyla for like i want to say like six months straight i know that so feeling working a smaller body it's like i could pick you up like yeah. you know? so um so yeah yeah nyla's nyla's tough okay <laughs> um if you could have a dream match with anyone like living or dead Jasmine. who would it be okay <laughs> you yeah. knew exactly Jasmine. who you were gonna say oh, wow. there yeah yeah i 
Um, I know she's on her like retirement tour. Yeah, I was just gonna say you nobody ever really retires. Right yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I, but uh, now strike while the iron is hot. Right. Yeah. She might just actually retire. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have her number. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good. Well, let's see. Uh, championship. Championship committee. committee. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Do the work. Get Bill Damper on the horn. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Um. What uh have you been given any advice from some of the veterans in the business? Given? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've I've been given. And like, tons what's of the advice. best Good. advice you've gotten? Ooh, the best bad <laughs> advice. <laughs> there's um, that's a little bit of both. Well, actually, that's a good point yeah. because like, oh, yeah. there's tons of bad advice out there being given. Like, you know, oh, I've been told to put my elbows down when I bump. Ooh, ouch. Oh, why? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> wanted to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the best advice, mm, I'd say it's from Nyla as far as like when I first even, you know, um, played with the idea of coming back, you know, she was like, do it and do it on your terms this time, you know, and, you know, just stay true to yourself. She didn't say it exactly like that, but, you know, in so many words. That's what she was saying. And, you know, I I hold that in my heart every every time I go out there. You know, this mm-hmm. is going to be on my terms this time. I'm not going to, you know, um, roll over for anybody or compromise my integrity or, you know, like bend at the will because it's something they want to do. You know what I mean? And if that makes me hard to work with, then it is what it is. That sounds like very sage advice <laughs> shout out to nyla though shout out yes. to nyla. What yeah, yeah yeah i mean the, the few times that yeah. we've had her in here and i know she's worked a couple birthday parties and stuff she was a delight like mm-hmm. really easy to work with well, just, I, that's great i that's actually it. just realized going back into history that when i did see you come up for that valkyrie show that was the first time that i ever met nyla mm. that show was the fir- the first people that i ever knew to use nyla was chris levin and the valkyrie uh were you, were you guys living together back then, 2014? Yes. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is, yeah. you know, I stay out of other people's affairs. <laughs> you know, Regardless well, of what people okay. like to say about me, it's, I really. It's funny. It's a funny story. So this is how I ended up living with her. Um, so I was staying with my parents, right? And uh, I had had a date with this guy. And I was like, I hit up Nyla. I was like, hey, I, uh, I told this guy I have my own place. And um, <laughs> can I like borrow your house? And, um, you know, you'd expect somebody to be like, oh, what? No, she was like, like quiet for a while. I was like, what is that? No, she's like, no, I'm trying to figure out how I can make it look like you live here. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had stayed over that day and I never left. (laughs) I never went back home. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. So you didn't actually lie then to the guy. No. All right. That's good. That's important. I was foreshadowing. Yeah, right. Projecting. Okay. Interesting. That is a funny story. Yeah. Um, so do you have words of wisdom for a, you know, young girls wanting to get into the business? You know, what would you tell them? Don't compromise your integrity. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything that will make you uncomfortable. If someone makes you uncomfortable, say something. If they don't believe you, say something to somebody else and keep talking until something mm-hmm. gets done. That very, I love it. I love it. Very good yeah, advice. Yeah. If somebody it. asks you to come to their apartment and wrestle, don't go. Okay. Don't. <laughs> what if it's customs a custom? are not. They're not. Well. What if it's a I mean, customs get a bad rep. There, they there are a few good yeah. ones. I'm saying, I get a, I've got a customer too. I know. Too. I know. But you know, somebody just breaking into the business should probably yeah. steer clear of that <laughs> yeah. until they've gotten a good sense of how to handle themselves.
Um, and then I have another one more question, and um, it was actually posed by the MCW Women's Champion, Gia Scott. Uh -oh. We had her on the air, gosh, what was it, like week four oh or something? Gosh, it was pretty early three on. Four. And yeah. she went on record to say that she would like to face you in the ring I'd love for to that her. MCW Women's Championship. It's the same here, same energy. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm making notes. God. <laughs> I'm tweeting Phil right now. <laughs> Two yeah. I th what what that? about a triple threat match? Jazz, Gia, and Amber. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. It... I, I like I like the sound of that, but I also would like to see the one on. Just the okay. one on. I would like one. to see okay. the one on. Same you know? here. But honestly, you know, I'd like to see a one-on between Gia and Jazz as well. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you know, that'd I, be amazing. Like I understand, but you're trying to, you're being a booker, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to like maximize yeah. mileage. You know I what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if this is her retirement, maybe or... if it's even a night one, night two situation. Ooh. Hey, I work here and I buy a ticket for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you two want to ask our future guests um, questions such as this, remember you've got to become a Coffee Club supporting member. It's five dollars a month. This is a great way that you can show your love and support for at the MCW product, but also how you can have inside access to talk to. Um, all of our guests. So thank you to the supporters who sent in their uh, Ask MCW questions. We really appreciate that. So. Yep. I have a question. Oops. I'm Bumping my microphone here. <laughs> Who am I, Deacon Storm? Whoa. <laughs> you thought I missed that earlier. I know, yeah, I know. I, I was I, hoping to I saw it. You cursed me is what you did to follow in your footsteps <laughs> of That's folly. That's why it's so hot in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amber, can I ask you, and I do ask this a lot of guests, you know, because I like the sauce. I'm scared. Have <laughs> you ever encountered a woman that you were wrestling that you felt was, like, taking liberties with you? Like, kind of like. What do you mean? Uh, maybe like laying it in a little, little harder, uh, a little more slow. Uh, I guess mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is trying you. Have you ever been in the ring with a woman who tried you, and you had to like basically be like, "Look, I can work too. Yeah. And if you want to, you want to work or you want to fight." Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I've had a lot of girls run their mouths, make certain threats. You know, mm -hmm. if I get in the ring with you, blah blah blah, but it never goes anywhere. You know, over nothing. Um, and that's another thing about like when I was wrestling the first time around and then now it's like the girls are less catty. I won't, I won't say they're not okay. catty, but they're like, a lot of them are less catty um, than before because it, it's like everyone just, you know, wanted to secure their spot. You know yeah. what I mean? And just was yeah. scared of yeah. someone coming in and taking their spot, a, a new fresh face, a, a prettier girl, you know, bigger chest or whatever coming in. Right. And, you know, and, it, you know, the claws would come out. And being younger and going into a locker room with a bunch of grown-ass women, you know, of course I got tried, I got tested, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to name names because it's just not worth it. I'm not giving them the publicity. But, you know, I have been through that. And, I mean, I held my own, you know what I mean? And, hey, we can go outside of this, outside <laughs> of this building if you want to. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, you want to take it there. That's a good point that, that you brought up that like the claws come out. You know, unless you're working a specifically a girls show, a women's show, there's only going to be, I mean, this, well, traditionally, one women's match, you know? Mm -hmm. And for years and years, that was like the bring down match, you know, in between the semi main and the main. So now we're in a 
place, a time and place where, you know, There's we room already for talked everybody. about it. Right. Yeah. Women can main event. There's Women's, room for everybody. There can be more than one women's match. Like, we don't have to adhere to that anymore. So, like, I get that whole, the claws come out because yeah. there can only be one of us here. Right, you know? yeah. right. Because that's how it was for so long, you know, unless you're working these women's shows, which, as we talked about, there are more and more of them. So, that's great. So, maybe that's giving away, you know, that women don't have to be so catty. <laughs> but then I always, I always said, even at that time, you know, if you're so insecure about this spot, it's probably, it probably was never your spot to begin with. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> but if it's so fragile, you know what I mean? There's, um, yeah, I, and then ones. now I'm more interested in giving back. Like, you know, like you brought up Gia Scott, like I see so much of myself in her. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to share a ring with her, just pass on what has been passed to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like she started very young as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm just at a point in my career where God, I sound so old where I just want to <laughs> give no, that back. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, you know, it, it's with age comes wisdom, mm-hmm. right? You know, and certainly the, the you that you are now is not the you that you were when you were 15, 16 years old, just getting yeah. into the business, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And with age also comes the wisdom and the mentorship. And if you were brought up the right way, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's each one to teach one. Exactly. um, Or even brought up the wrong way. I mean, there are people who learn in reverse. You know what I mean? Or or who were taught in reverse. You know what I mean? Like, this is what not to do. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just experienced kind of a mentor moment where I was teaching someone what not to do, but I did it in Mm -hmm. a very wrong way. Um, And uh, got a chance to make that right wrong this past, uh, well, last weekend, actually. Two weekends ago? I can't even. When I, when I was in Indianapolis for ICW No Holds Barred. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just want to shout out that moment, kind of a milestone for me. Watching on IWTV, it was uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling's Midnight Marauders. And what I'm speaking in regards to is a young, of-color ring announcer. Goes by the name of Jay Rose. Uh, back last summer when Leo was doing his final match, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Rose did the introduction for him at GCW, and he really kind of butchered it. Um, and it was all right, you know, no one's really watching the match for the intros, right. but in this particular instance, uh, the, the, the match was the final match, which went with the album that Leo was releasing. So I had a heart to heart with him that day. And I said, Hey, what happened in that? Uh, you know, when you did the intros there and he said, uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of like brushed me off very mm-hmm. Owen Hart, Mark mm-hmm. Henry ish, you know, like I'm too busy to really talk to you about this, whatever. Right. And I was like, yeah, well, maybe he was embarrassed and just didn't want to, you know what I mean? Could have been a little bit of that as well. I think it was that it was like, you know, he still had part of the show to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anyway, after we had our heart to heart, go on Twitter on Monday and he's like totally just tooting his own horn about how great the introduction was he did. Oh, never mind. Oh, (laughs) never mind. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, wow, I talked to him like about how sometimes you can get jammed up and just don't let it happen again and just remember this and move on from it. (laughs) Here he is like, guys, wasn't it great when I did Leo's intro? So I, 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 that's annoying. And then, like you said, like, you, you know, when you were like, oh, no one watches wrestling for the announcement. But honestly, as a worker, it hyped me up. Like, oh, yeah. So oh, Amber, yeah. Amber, as a matter of fact, Leo asked me before he went to do what he thought was going to be his final match at the time. He was like, can you ask the promoter to let you announce me? Just yeah. because for me coming back, mm-hmm. I want it done right. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm not here to work. <laughs> let the kid who's out there doing it do it. And subsequently, he, you know, tweeted the Monday after about how great it was. So I... <laughs> flamed him to the ground on twitter like just like 
Just brought everything crushing down on top of him. And so many people jumped on me about being a bully. Yeah. Like, you know, you're you're how many years in the business? This kid is, you but know. You pr- it's easy to do it privately. Well, they they, yeah. know they, to talk to they don't know was, the full story. It's easy to do when you don't know the full story. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the thing about it. No one knew the full story besides me and Jay Rose. Anyway, mm-hmm. went out to Indianapolis, Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Jay Rose is the MC. And a, a, a bucket list mem- a bucket list thing for me to do is announce all the death deathmatch legends before they're no longer with us. So Madman Pondo, mm-hmm. Midwest deathmatch legend, before deathmatch was even a thing in the country, he was doing it. He was wrestling on Paradigm Pro. I asked the promoter, "Hey, do you mind if uh you know since I'm doing the show right before yours, eight to midnight, I do the the Pondo intro? It's deathmatch wrestling. I'm known for that." Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that wouldn't be a problem. And I was like, hey, and if Jordan, J-Rose, is the one that you normally use, can we maybe have an interaction where he brings me out? And um, I was able to kind of right that wrong just by letting him know that I admire everything that you do for the ring announcer that you are and the ring announcer you're becoming. And I hope that you go on to even greater heights right now than you could ever imagine. And that's big of you. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. being the bigger person. I've definitely, going back to your question earlier, like I've definitely worked girls where it's like, oh, I'm never sharing a ring with her again. <laughs> but, you know, yes. it, it's always like, I wish you the best. Stay over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Absolutely, exactly yeah. What you mean. So, yeah, I wanted to shout that out. I uh, had a good time in Indianapolis. Met Hustler Rip Rogers, uh, who was just kind of sauntering around in the back. Any of you old school fans know Hustler Rip Rogers? He was around the Indiana area and came to check out the Deathmatch show. So met him, got to announce P- Pondo, made things right almost a year later, a complete year. This okay. happened last July with J. Rose. And uh, yeah, those were my travels. Oh, Not too good. long ago that I wanted to bring up right here on the MCW cast and tie it right into the growing pains that yes. we all yeah. experience. Yep. In yep. Healing industry. is important. And that's another thing from me then to me now. Like, there's so many situations where, you know, I get tested and I'm like, man, the only me would have cussed you out or would have told you meet me outside this building <laughs> or like whatever, you know. And me now, like, I'm just, I'm able to walk away from a lot of mm-hmm. it, you know, like even in locker rooms, like I, I don't even get into all the, oh, you know, so-and-so said that, like, I'm, I'm good. I I'm just, not here for that. It's astounding to me <laughs> that good. there are people who have been in this business for years and years and that's still how they operate. So mm-hmm. I, I will never quite understand that either. Well, but, yeah. Tara, I mean, just like when we were talking about the ring announcers with Al and right. kind of like Danny, we're in the game of competition. <laughs> even though it's kind of like, yeah, this is a, you know, just a show. You still got those guys that are like, I'm still going to have the best body on the entire the mm-hmm. entire locker room. Definitely. I want to mm-hmm. walk around with my sh- shirt off to show it. So right. that sometimes bleeds into other parts of the deal. And <laughs> that's just, a, you know, the way that it, it is. I mean, it is a competitive business, and it's a business where you're judged on everything uh-huh. from, you know, the, the size. Whose hand did you shake? The size oh. that you, oh, you know, right. the size clothes that you yeah. wear. Or you where know. someone's been. And, you know, that's, right. and yeah. I've actually who encountered. You dated, yeah. Who you, I mean, just lots of different things. You're judged constantly how you look. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. some people age better than others. I mean, like, you I know, mean, but you got to so hold much. your own. And that's yeah. something I realized recently. You have to hold your own. You have to be confident in yourself because this is a. This is a cutthroat doggy dog business. Nobody cares about you. Like you're lucky if you come out with one friend. But if you hold your own, you walk in to that building knowing I belong here. I'm gonna do what I have to do. 
I, you know, you just kind of have that star mentality, like not mm-hmm. necessarily cocky, but just that star mentality. You know what I mean? And you do, you have to do, you maintain that and balance it out with a little humbleness. You'll be fine mm-hmm. because, you know, and that's, that's another thing. Like I've encountered someone recently. Well, I've been to AEW. I've done this. Well, girl, none of us are signed right now. That's why. We're <laughs> okay. Right. So, so this is what we're going to do. Right. <laughs> you know? So well, you just yeah. have to have that. And that's. Like right now, I'm just on my grown woman ish, and <laughs> I'm just I'm loving it. I love the energy. That's I love that good. energy so much. All right, me too. All right. Well, speaking of loving energy, I just want to plug our upcoming show. We are one week away, oh, and why right. not wait? July 24th. If you haven't got tickets yet, I don't know what you're waiting for, but if you haven't gotten them yet, you can get them at mcwprowrestling.com or go to our local ticket outlet at Hideaway Collectibles. Again. Um, they just had their grand opening uh, two weeks ago, earlier in July, and it is the destination in the area. You will not find more Funkos or collectibles. Um, if you're into collecting the pay-per-view chairs, um, right they've got a large selection of those. Um, I think they've got like 1,500 pops or something in there. So if you're looking for something, they can get it, and you can pick up your tickets. So Hideaway Collectibles, Hollabird Avenue, right down the street from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. So... Stop there, grab a bruiser burger, go grab your toys, and, you know, I say that jestingly. Biggers. I say Biggers. that jestingly. I know, I know, but... Um, they are not toys. They are collectibles to be mounted and displayed. They are, I know. I have a son who's got serious regret at unboxing all of his stuff that he's collected over well, the years. Well, that's what they're intended to be. That's what they're intended to be. He, is... he has played with them, and now he's like, well, I don't want... You know, we've got bins of them. He's like, well, I don't want those. I want the ones in boxes. So now, like, when he finds one that he likes like he's been trying to get all the AEW collectibles and it's like we have to buy two you know so the one to play with and then the one to stick on the wall <laughs> so, wow. yeah nice. well he likes to save them so he likes to ask you know hey who do you think you're bringing in this year so um you know i mentioned this last week pay attention to the list of recently released superstars those non-competes are expiring soon and you just never know who we're going to bring so you should go to hideaway stock up on your collectibles and then bring the year to get them autographed it what a like plug what a plug yeah. 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 I'm impressed I by that, that. Yeah. I was going to say that it sounds like Nyla she loves her collectibles <laughs> yeah okay yeah Nyla Rose you listening come yeah. on now girl alright well this has been a great episode Amber I'm so glad that you took time from your visit to hang out with us here in the studio and uh, I'll talk to the championship committee. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for having me. Yeah, with that said, Deacon, you want to close us out? Sure. I'll oh, close. wait. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at one Amber Rodriguez. I'm on Facebook at Amber Rodriguez. Shop AshleyReneeBeauty.com and get your skin right. Also, you can follow our Twitter and Instagram at AshleyReneeBeautyLLC. Well, then, the business, the Perfect. business, the All business. Right. Oh, yeah. professional. Oh, business. Thank Absolutely. you. Well, for Larry Legend, the wonderful Larry Legend, the always beautiful Tara, and thank you once again, Amber, for being here. I am Deacon Storm, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the MCW Cast. We'll see you next time at Resurrection. <laughs>